You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. We've had a physical spring. Uh, we needed it. We haven't had a real spring ball in two years, and we need to make up for some lost ground. So we've had a physical spring. I've asked a lot of the guys, and they've given it to us. We've had, I think, a couple times up to 43 guys on our injury list with anything, everything from a couple big ones to tweaks and sprains and bumps and bruises. Uh, so we're a little beat up, but we expected that with the type of spring that we had. Uh, we're going to have uh, a full game with two teams. Uh, first half's going to be thud, and we're going to let a lot of the old guys play. Uh, second half, we're going to leave a lot of the young guys out there, and the second half's going to be live and tackle to the ground. So that, that's kind of the format we landed on. It's going to give us a chance to get some more work out of our veterans and, and then get some live reps for our young guys. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. That was head coach Scott Frost addressing the format and what he's expecting out of Saturday's red-white spring game. It's a 1 o'clock kick on the Big Ten Network, and uh, still some tickets available. Um, you can buy them day of game as well, and they'll – Technically can allow just over 42,000 at least um, is what they've shot for. I think they could go over that number um, now that the DHM in Lincoln is at 75%. Uh, Haymarket Park is going to do 75%, which is 6,100 for their series versus Rutgers. But I uh, want to get in the mailbag, Robin. My first question out of the mailbag, it's a personal question from Sean and Lincoln. Okay. Um, regarding the um, Junior College National Basketball Tournament. You spent a lot of time in Hutchinson, Kansas. Sure you got did. to know the lay of the land down there. Um, watched, what, four games down there or three? Uh, four. Five. Five games yeah, in the went, national tournament. Went down on Monday for the opening round and then came back when uh, both of Nebraska's um, commits or signees uh, were playing uh, in the semifinal round, and then I stayed for the national championship. So, so you'll be in the next last chance, you. I think so, yeah, yeah. You know what? That was my first taste of that junior college tournament, and I've heard from a lot of people that have covered that, that talk about how cool of an event it is, and you know, I could see that. It was different this year, obviously. You know, there was still some of the lingering COVID stuff, so I don't think it was – as well attended as maybe it normally would be, but um, you know, especially that championship game, it was two Kansas schools, Coffeyville and Cowley from the the Jayhawk Conference, and there was a good crowd there with you know students that showed up, and so it had a had a fun atmosphere, and you know it, it was a, it was a fun experience, a lot, lot better than maybe I expected going into it, but you know to sum it up, uh, you know, got to see Kisi Tomonaga, the 2021 signee play twice and the kids, a score shooter first and foremost, uh, range legitimate from 26, 27 feet. If he wants, uh, size is going to be an issue for him. I saw him get a shot blocked a little bit, but, uh, he's a better passer than I expected. And next season I could see him being a guy that, uh, is off the bench could provide a spark offensively. And if nothing else, space the floor a little bit. And then, Blaze Kata, the 2022 commit for Coffeyville, they won the national championship. And in that national championship game, he played by far the best game of his junior college career with 27 points, 
nine rebounds, four blocks, and really kind of dominated the game. And he got better every game that I watched him play. And, you know, when you look ahead with another year to develop his game um, at junior college before arriving at Nebraska in 22, he could be a really nice find that uh, could end up being a real steal in the 22 class. Do Does Nebraska need to worry about not having his signature now that he's yeah. ready to four-star, just got bumped up? He just got bumped to a four-star. He can't sign until November, but – Poaching isn't nearly as prevalent in basketball as it is with football. And so I'm sure schools will call, but the relationship he has with Fred Hoiberg, Matt Aldemasi is a big reason why I picked Nebraska. And so I don't see that changing. And I wouldn't worry too much about that. So he'll play a whole other year, this Juco. Yeah. So right now he's 21 years old and he's got another year of junior college (laughs) because he he was a member of the – what, 2018 or 19 21-year-old Nate in the JUCO ranks? And then, then he took a post-grad <laughs> year, and then he took uh, this season at junior college and have another season at junior college. So when he arrives at Nebraska, he'll be a 23-year-old sophomore. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 like I said, there's a lot to like there, and you know he's going to get bigger and stronger. Legit and 6'10". Legit 6'10". Wow. He's 235 now, and I imagine he'll put on some more weight to where he could add another 10 to 15 pounds onto that frame. All right, I want to get on the next question and it was a good thought here. This offensive line right now for Nebraska is the most athletic potentially since when? And I was thinking about this, and I thought, you know, the underrated line for me is Mike Riley's first line when it had Alex um, Alex, Lewis, Alex Lewis, who ended up being multi-year starter in the NFL, Zach Stirrup, who played and started in the NFL as a guard and a tackle both, and then you had Nick Gates in his best year at Nebraska before – um, he met Derek Barnes. Um, <laughs> well, he's a center now. There's a reason he's not a tackle. Yeah. But, I mean, th- that was a sneaky good line that year. I mean, they, they can move people that season with those three guys. Um, but then before that, I, I thought maybe the Quali, Searles, mm. Andrew Rodriguez group. I mean, Spencer Long. Ryan, Ryan Reeves. By the way, I've seen Ryan Reeves. Like, he, he's one of those guys that's like 225 now. I mean, the, the old joke, Nate, you either go one of two ways as a yep. former lineman at Nebraska. <laughs> Either all the muscle and all that mass either melts off or it it turns. Mother genetics take over at that point. Either you eat like a normal person or you keep eating like you got the training table. Yeah, (laughs) one of those two. But yeah, that that was the one. The first one that came to my mind was that the you know that that bow year in like the 2012-13 range where you know they had Spencer Long. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, I mean he's probably one of the best out of all of them. He was like an All American. I mean, but you think about the 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 recruiting profile Rodriguez had. Ryan Reeves with had it not been for injuries. He would have been really good, um, you know. And then obviously Searles NFL, uh, Spencer Long NFL, Zach Stirrup NFL. So I mean, they they had a really good group uh, that I don't think got enough praise for for how good it actually was. Well, yeah, and, and I think this offensive line, at least from an athletic profile, stacks up pretty well with with that group. I mean, I think I think there's quality depth and the athleticism, the size and athleticism across the board on this uh, Nebraska offensive line. Is as good as it's been, you know, going back all the way back to to that group. So what you're talking, six seven years. So, yeah, I think that's encouraging. Definitely encouraging to, to think about. All right, Nate. Recruiting question here: um, Will Nebraska get the full allotment of fifty six plus six, the carryovers on official visits? Does it really even matter? I mean, is, I mean, does anybody even come close to using sixty two visits? I mean, Nebraska's come on a coaching change year, maybe. Yeah. But it's pretty. If if you're bringing 62 guys on campus, that's that's a problem. Generally, yeah. uh, 
So yeah, the only time the only time that any coaching staff really, especially Nebraska, comes close to using sixty two is when there's a coaching change. Well, yeah, Mike Riley kind of blew them all out yeah, yep. um, on the end season. They got fired, and then Frost had to come up and. They, so generally, depending on how many get used during the regular season of a coaching change, um, you know the the new coach, that new staff can get extra official visits, and I think. Frost, when they came in, they were like one or two visits away from getting those bonus <laughs> visits. And so they had to be super selective with who they brought in and, and close at an extremely high rate that year. Um, and, and they virtually, I mean, they pretty much maxed out uh, all their official visits that year. So I don't think that's going to be an issue this year. I don't think it will, uh, will really matter. Uh, but no, I mean, the NCAA is not, they're not allowing or they're not giving extra official visits. It's, it's business as normal once you know once june 1st hits and that recruiting dead period is over with all the all the the same rules that have applied in the past go back into effect and that includes 56 official visits and um and 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 i'm sure there are those if you didn't use i don't know for a fact if it goes back to to 2019 i would think it probably would depending on how many you you use that year but Nebraska will have 56 plus six, but they won't, they won't come close to using all of them. You know, one of the new rules, Nate, I think of all the changes they made with June 1st, that's, that's completely new is anybody that comes on campus now for an unofficial visit in June is able to be worked out for an hour. Yeah. So you almost don't even have to pay to go to a camp. Um, and you, you seven days a week, you can come and visit of this in the camp period or whatever it would be. And then that last week of July as well, and you could almost have a tryout type workout um, for an hour with the coaching staff. Yeah, and, and that's that is one of the the new rules that I, I think you know was 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 necessary. I mean, the, this 2021, 2022. You take away all plus, the evaluation time. Yeah, um, the coaches have not been able to properly evaluate, and the and the recruits themselves have not had the opportunity to be seen. And so, I, I mean, I think that is important um, and something that the NCAA got right there. All right, when we come back, we're going to close the show. There's a large list of visitors, at least people that have bought tickets to the spring game that actually have a recruiting interest in Nebraska. We'll get Nate Klaus's thoughts on those visitors that will be in town next. You're listening to the Oscar Online Show.